Welcome to the Freedom Frontline Podcast. As always, this podcast will be completely raw, completely unfiltered, and completely uncensored. Today we're going to be talking a little bit about isolation, its effects on us, the effects it's had on our children, and the effects it's had on humanity and society as a whole. I think it's something that we desperately need to unpack and understand so that we can all learn how to cope with it in the future. So let's talk about it. Here we go. Welcome, 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 everybody. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. Today we're going to talk a lot about isolation. Now, it's been a topic that I feel has really been plaguing us all. It comes with an entire host of problems. And I don't think people understand um, like the ramifications of isolating for long periods of time. It's just not what humans have ever done. We're very, very social creatures. I once heard Dr. Sherry Tenpenny speak of it as, she said that humans are a lot like a box of puppies, where you ever see the way a box of puppies acts? They're always rolling on top of each other, they're kind of, you know, always getting close, they teach each other behaviors, it's very similar to the way humans are. Humans like to make sure that, you know, we go to sporting events and, you know, sit with our friends and huddle up against each other when we're watching scary movies and we just we're social creatures and that's there's really not much else to it so i would really like to start off with just that that we are social beings we don't have a choice in how we feel about being social i mean being social is just a completely natural thing in regards to the human experience We're so used to being able to go see our families whenever we would like to, to hug them, touch them, laugh, cry, do all of these things with them and experience all kinds of different emotions with the people that are around us. You know, those that are close to us throughout this entire pandemic, it's it's, it's been really hard on them. We've seen the elderly have an absolute hell of a time with this entire thing. They don't have the ability to connect with their kids don't have the ability to connect with their grandkids. A lot of them don't even have the ability to connect with a spouse. So at the end of the day, the problem that most of us see with this entire isolation thing is that people aren't even able to see their loved ones. And as we can all imagine, that is extremely, extremely problematic. So before I get into any other age group, let's talk about the elderly. Through this entire thing, you have individuals that are sitting in their nursing homes, sitting at their homes, a lot of them with pre-existing conditions, that are entirely worried, scared, and now by themselves. They're they're not being given the support that they require in order to, you know, be able to understand what's going on. And a lot of them, you know, being in Canada where, you know, there's a, a giant population of immigrants here and, you know, a lot of them English is a second language to them. So it's not like they can even communicate you know, what they're thinking or feeling to somebody and and have like a reasonable conversation with them. All of this is, it's happened so fast where these people just, 
they, they don't understand what's going on. And for the ones that do, you know, they, they understand that this entire thing has gotten very, uh, very sinister very quickly. I mean, to not be able to see your family members, especially in a time of struggle, is it, it boggles my mind that we've actually taken it to a place where, you know, our government has felt the need to shut people, shut people out of their family experience or an experience with friends or just with other humans in general. So, I mean, you know, the, the isolation aspect for the elderly is, is so many, you know, mental issues. As, as humans, we like to cultivate, you know, great relationships and relationships are so important to our existence. They are one of the most important things out there. If you don't cultivate great relationships, you run into a whole host of other problems. If you look at places like the Blue Zones that are in Italy, I mean, you have these people that are living to well over 100 years old. And that's not really having any, you know, much to do with, you know, their dietary choice. And, you know, it's largely that these people have great relationships. They all live within walking distance of a relative. They're all very close. They're very, like, touchy-feely people. And they just get along with each other. So they have these great relationships that when they wake up in the morning, they have this immense amount of purpose that many people don't. So it's... You know, to see what's happening here in Western society is absolutely mind-blowing to me. It, it uh, I really have a hard time making sense of of all of this that is taking place at this point. But, I mean, the, the elderly in particular, uh, we completely went wrong with them. And unfortunately, the ramifications of that are pretty severe. And we have seen that. We've seen a lot of that. One of the biggest parts of isolation that, that I think people kind of neglect or, or leave out is the fact that your mind is the worst torture device that somebody could possibly have if you're not careful. Mental illness is on the rise. We know this. We see it in children. We see it in young adults. We see it in all age brackets, but the scary part is it's the children right now. Um, you know, the mental health issues are skyrocketing and nobody seems to have a solution. They just continually say that the lockdowns are the answer and we all know that that's not the case. Having children isolate themselves and be away from their friends, be away from their school, be away from, you know, life as they know it and being able to socialize and become, you know, young adults and even just kids and, you know, their development and JK and SK and, you know, grades one through five and it's been really particularly hard on these kids. These kids rely on, you know, their ability to, you know, go to school and socialize with all of their friends and, you know, be, be taught things and just have that real social atmosphere and connect with different groups of people and do all of the things that are age appropriate for children. And what we've realized now is, you know, that we've went horribly wrong, um, even in regards to technology allowing children to kind of be on their own with these devices for prolonged periods of time is really starting to mess with them. And, you know, these kids just, I believe that the isolation started years ago when kids started having the ability to just hop on any piece of technology they want to and then, um, you know, just kind of isolate themselves from the rest of the world. And now we're realizing exactly how socially awkward some of these kids are. So once again, without the ability to socialize, I mean, I think that we're playing a losing game here. We're going to constantly be fighting uphill in regards to, you know, people getting back to normal if we constantly isolate folks. 
It is not something that we can continue to do as a society. It's not something that we can continue to do just for humanity as a whole. Keeping people away from each other is absolute nonsense. I mean, I can't really find one good, you know, scenario in which it would be good to isolate people by themselves for a prolonged period of time. Granted, there are a lot of people who like to isolate themselves anyway. Um, myself as somebody who likes to be in the woods, you know, I, I do believe that being alone with your thoughts, you know, every so often is absolutely great for you. And I think it's a healthy practice. Um, however, when we start to get to a point where, um, you know, people are isolating themselves with, you know, fear stacked on top of that with every news station that they turn on, with every corner they turn, with every every stop they make absolutely anywhere, they're telling you that you should be absolutely afraid to leave your house. And, um, you know, the messaging has had a lot to do with people self-isolating, even if they're told that they don't have to. There's a lot of people that are out there doing it just because. So... I think it's something that we definitely need to watch out for with our youth. Um, our youth are suffering at a, a rate that is absolutely astronomical. And um, if we don't put a stop to that soon, we're going to really start to see the ramifications of that. And we've already realized that, you know, the amount of children that are out there calling the suicide hotlines is absolutely astronomical. And it's very, very troubling. Um, every single time that, you know, I even have this discussion, it's a very tricky one for me. Um, because hearing that, you know, somebody who is between, say, you know, 5 and 15 is even contemplating suicide is absolutely crazy. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but when I was between 5 and 15, it was, I just wanted to be a superhero. I just wanted to go play with my toys and see my friends and go outside and play basketball and skateboard and do all the age-appropriate things. And now you have children that are saying, well, I think that it's a better idea for me to check out of this life than it is to live right now in this current climate. That's uh, not only is it heartbreaking, not only is it alarming, but it's, it's, it's inherently wrong. We need to make sure that people are staying well socialized, especially at that age. I mean, after the age of like, you know, I would say you know, seven or eight life becomes this thing where you, you you largely rely on your you know cultivating those meaningful friendships and making sure that you have best friends and gaining friends and losing friends and you know cultivating relationships and getting into the other sex and you know having experiencing heartbreak and there's just so much that that we require as a species that we are not being given right now so um whether you seem to think that, you know, the lockdowns are a good thing or not, they are causing these problems that, you know, nobody seems to want to cover. So I, I definitely think that is something that we should look into. We also see that depression is absolutely through the roof. And people are getting just either depressed or extremely angry. Um, people are, you know, they have an extremely short fuse. Um, anywhere you go, if somebody disagrees with you at all over the last year, it's been, you know, they're just very quick to bite your head off. There's no more civil discussion. Um, that's a problem. We, we can, we can nitpick the details with each other and, you know, we can kind of have discussions and disagree, but I mean, where everybody's just starting to get completely violent because the world's just, you know, torn and, and flipped upside down in its head and, it's made it extremely difficult for people to communicate in a manner that actually, you know, makes sense to each other. They just kind of lash out because, again, they've been they've been put through the ringer this last little while. The communication lines have been completely, completely skewed. The goalposts keep getting switched for, you know, regulations and such. And 
it's just become extremely hard for people to just be themselves. Um, so I don't really blame people for feeling the way they feel, you know. And the, the, the problem with the depression and the anger is the fact that, uh, you know, all the people that would typically be there helping, you know, these individuals, now there's also wait lists for those because mental health issues are on the rise, you know, in, in a fashion that we've never seen before. Um, it's something that I find highly concerning. And I think we should all, you know, really put in the work to try to pave the way for, you know, these children that are coming up and help them express themselves in a more healthy manner that does not include, um, you know, just lashing out because it is something that, uh, you know, it is something that we are seeing a lot of. <sighs> I noticed in this isolation thing, we have a lot of family, a lot of friends who are very distant with each other. And, you know, this, this pandemic hasn't helped. I mean, people with, you know, a difference in opinion, you know, they're getting into arguments and they're forgetting, you know, years and years and years of, you know, good times and love and support and, you know, cultivating those great relationships. And now they get into one argument and feel that it's better to just stay away from each other than it is to actually have a constructive discussion. And um, that's a, that's that's something that I don't really... I don't really much agree with at all. I mean, if you're going to have a discussion with somebody and you guys are going to largely disagree on something, that's absolutely fine. There's uh, there's, there's no reason in my mind that people should just, you know, forget about absolutely everything and throw the baby out with the bathwater. We just, we need to think a little more. We need to be more rational with our, with our thinking here. We are, we're, we're losing ourselves and with losing yourselves, you start to lose everybody around you. So, you know, all of the all of the friendships that you have that have turned bad because there's, you know, all these groups now with this whole anti-mask, pro-mask, anti-vax, pro-vax, and now you get people that are, you know, arguing and creating these these very very strange scenarios between each other where a, a small disagreement turns out to be this absolutely terrifying experience and um, nobody wants to go back to each other and talk about it. Uh, th this was this was all by design, if you ask me. Um, it was by design to create another wall, to create another void between the people because unity is the answer. We all know that. If we can all start to unite on one idea, then we have a lot more you know, power as a, as a people than we think. But... Um, I've noticed with a lot of this too, with the single folks that that I do know. I'm I'm personally married myself. I have two kids, but um, all of the single individuals that I know are having a, a very rough time, and even in regards to their sex lives. I mean, nobody nobody wants to you know engage in sexual activity at all. People don't even want to engage in discussion. So it makes it very difficult for those people that are trying to go out there and 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 actively seek these meaningful relationships that constantly get shut down just because of their difference in opinion, difference in ideology, and with all of the boundaries that have been, you know, created from race to religion to all of the other nonsense that we hear, um, you know, you have these people that are having a very hard time just finding like-minded folks, and if you do find a like-minded folk, well, now you got this thing where if you agree with the mask or don't agree with the mask, now that creates a divide, and now it's like, where does it end? At what point do we all say that we need to just knock down all of these walls, we need to get rid of all the division, and we need to just start, you know, finding ourselves as a species again? We, we've completely lost touch with, the, you know, ourselves as a human race. It's, uh, it's very concerning. Um, these, these are things that have, you know, set off a, a bunch of alarm bells in, in my mind. This, 
you know, with this whole thing, and it's, it's very tricky, it's very tricky, you know, one thing I do want to touch on as well is we have realized in isolation that a lot of people have taken the, you know, the, the time that they've had alone with their children for, you know, months at a time and not working. And, you know, I may have an unpopular opinion on this, but, um, you know, as, as much as I love my family, as much as I would do absolutely anything for them, I, I have a hard time being around them 24 hours a day and, you know, not having my alone time. And I feel like a lot of people feel that way. Now, I'm not saying that it's not good to, you know, it's, it's nice to have a vacation from work, right? But the novelty does wear off, right? Um, there, there's times where people just need to create distance. At the end of the day, we all know that, you know, distance makes the hearts grow fonder. And it's it's one of those things that we just don't, we don't realize its effect until it's actually here. And I'll, I'll speak personally. Um, when this whole thing started, I was living in an apartment building and the first lockdown hit and we... Uh, you know, we stayed in the house, my company had closed down, nobody really knows, you know, what was going on, everyone was kind of in shambles at that moment, and, uh, you know, I, I remember being so excited to, like, stay home with my kids, and, you know, I'd still be getting a paycheck, and absolutely everything would be okay, but, you know, after a couple of weeks of that, especially being in an apartment, it's, it's, it's very difficult, especially when, you know, they shut down all the playgrounds, they didn't want you outside at parks, so, you know, you're pretty well limited to just walking down the sidewalk. And I mean, we all know that that doesn't help anybody. It was a, an absolute miserable time. And, you know, as, as great as it was, you know, to spend all of that extra time with my kids, it was also something that, you know, seemed almost impossible for the longest time. I definitely can admit, though, that now being in a house, um, you know, with a nice backyard, a great big garden, uh, in a nice small community with a lot of land around me, I definitely do know that it would be inherently easier at this point in time for me to be able to kind of make that adjustment. Uh, but there's a lot of people who are kind of, you know, in their apartments and circumstance doesn't allow them to have the ability to either rent or buy a house. And, you know, I, I genuinely feel for those people because, you know, being isolated and it's not that I don't, I didn't want to be around my family. That, that's the furthest thing from it. The thing was, is that when you're isolating together and there's, you know, everybody's going a little crazy. The kids are both, you know, out from their normal school lives and things are kind of up in shambles and nobody really knows what's going on and everybody's wearing these masks and it was like this crazy change and it was really, really difficult for me to say that, you know, the, that isolating with my children was absolutely an amazing experience because it wasn't. Um, it was something that honestly, every day when I woke up, I was, you know, a little more short circuited, a little more short tempered. And so are my kids, you know, they kind of pick up on that energy. They kind of pick up that something is wrong. And while you don't want to scare them, you also don't want to have them completely not understanding what's going on because that doesn't help either. So, uh, yeah, that was a, that was a, a, a very, very tricky situation. Um, and, and all this is coming from, you know, these lockdowns and this isolation, the isolation is, it's so dangerous, man. Like, I believe that, you know, again, everybody should have that time on their own once in a while to kind of, you know, be alone with their thoughts and isolate in that manner. But when it comes to, you know, isolating just for the sake of, you know, 
being in isolation, I guess, um, even though they think that that's the right move to make, you know, government wise, I don't know why, you know, there were plenty of other places that decided that they were just going to stay completely open and the isolation wasn't nearly as big of an issue as it is here. Um, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, anxiety and panic attacks like due to isolation. <sighs> I am a person who has suffered from anxiety attacks for, you know, quite a long time. I have a great hold on them. I have a ton of control over them. Um, I've kind of found my way that works for me to kind of, you know, when things get a little overwhelming, I do have my own personal solutions. However, I know that there are a ton of individuals that just don't have that luxury. It's not something that they are able to even, you know, consider. Um... So for those people, I mean, isolation has been super, super detrimental for those people who suffer with anxiety. And never mind that, what about the people that are, you know, developing anxiety at this, you know, particular moment in time? I couldn't imagine what it would be like to develop something in the middle of a pandemic where they're telling you that all of this is going on around you and you're going through all of this mentally and you don't know where to go and nobody wants to take an appointment and your doctor's office is terrifying and all your friends are, you know, losing their minds as well. And everybody like it's been a very, very rough road. It's been a very dark time for plenty of people. And um, I just... Man, my heart goes out to those people who you just don't have the ability to, um, you know, get out there and express how they're feeling or, you know, get out there and, um, you know, be able to physically exert, uh, you know, a lot of that, a lot of that negative tension, you know, away, away from yourselves and kind of clear the mind. It's, it's a tragedy. It's a very tragic situation, um. So I guess I'll give you guys, you know, a little bit of uh, a couple of tips, I guess would be very helpful in this situation. Um, So I would recommend exercise. Absolutely. Um, Regardless of what anybody else is going to tell you, exercise is the number one leading, you know, cure for any sort of anxiety or depression. It's a hormone balancer. It does absolutely everything for you. So make sure that you're definitely getting your exercise in. Um, I know that anxiety is a, it's a son of a bitch, man. It can really fuck up a day. It can make you feel absolutely miserable. You can feel like the world is kind of, you know, crumbling and the walls are closing in around you. Like, I, I, I know what these feelings are like. I know what it feels like to have your chest lock up and you not know what to do at any any point in time. But, um, you know, exercise has been a, a great help for me, even just to be able to open up those lungs and get that blood flowing and to, you know, really feel good. And it, it just, it it's the, it's the all-in-one cure-all for all-cause mortality, and it works absolute wonders for anxiety and depression. Another solution would be, even if you're in isolation um, and that's where you're comfortable because you're not comfortable leaving the house and, you know, you're terrified of the virus and all of that, um, make sure that you're, you know, forming little groups, reach out online, like, you know, find like-minded people who you can socialize with and, you know, draw a little bit of strength from them. Get your, get your, you know, your emotional shit out with these people and hopefully they can kind of guide you as to, you know, what direction or even just to provide support. A lot of times, man, just to have somebody to sit there and listen to you will absolutely help. And I noticed that, you know, with this entire social distancing and isolation thing, you know, it's 
even though they're not telling you that you you must isolate by yourself at all times i mean that's just the natural default for people so getting out there to find um you know find your tribe and you know find the people that uh you know think in a manner that can benefit you and you can benefit them and you guys can feed off of each other and it's it's just so great to find your tribe of people who who genuinely understand you and that you can connect with because that's going to be key and I understand that, you know, people do want, you know, the, the ability to meet people in person, but even just a nice talk on the phone or a Zoom call or absolutely anything when you're feeling a little down about yourself is is extremely helpful. So you have exercise, you have finding the people that, you know, are in the same mental state as you. And the other thing that I want to talk about is in isolation, I've noticed a lot of people are self-medicating and this has created a plethora of problems for many, many, many Canadians of all ages. Now, I understand as somebody who uses marijuana, um, you know, and there's a lot of people, I mean, we live in Ontario, it's legal. So, you know, there's a lot of people here, particularly in Ontario that, uh, you know, I've been have been going to the pot shops and you know over medicating themselves and you know making themselves completely uh putting themselves into a mindset that uh you know just just doesn't it doesn't do them any justice it doesn't serve them um i know a lot of people who have you know completely stopped exercising just because their lack of you know ambition whatsoever to wake up in the morning and go hit the weights and the gyms are closed and so they just sit down and smoke weed all day from the moment that they wake up to the moment that they go to sleep because it's a you know kind of numbs you for the rest of your day um while i see great benefit in cannabis you know there's a a whole lot of shit that can go wrong with cannabis as well um if you're not a person who is naturally motivated or you know naturally is you know sparked easily by an idea and absolutely gets after it then i honestly wouldn't recommend it for you i mean everybody handles it differently um but i mean talk about dependency i mean what about the people that uh you know, the people that are home with abusive partners and or, or parents or whatever the case may be and now these people are you know they don't get that ability to get away and it makes it inherently difficult for these folks to you know all these kids that you know have abusive parents and now they don't have school to go to and they have to sit there and suffer with these assholes you know all day at home and you know that was their time away it makes it very very difficult for some folks and now you get those same people you know in their home all day and you know they can't do anything except you know get drunk and you know do their do their drugs and all of a sudden shit starts really going downhill i mean this is a situation that we all really need to address we all need to start looking at you know these things that are taking place right in front of our eyes and you know whether you agree with me and my group and my movement or not it it really doesn't matter you did what i'm saying this entire time has been absolutely unarguable facts of what is happening to people as we know it and you can't tell me that something with a 99.997 percent chance of survival is worth all of this problem that we are facing and all of these other angles of mental health and isolation there's not one person that can convince me that this entire virus scenario is worse than these lockdowns and what is coming with them the lockdowns are causing absolute tragedies all over canada 
all over North America and I'm sure worldwide. It's very difficult on people. This is not the life that we have have chose. It's not the life that we have, you know, lived for how long and it's definitely not the life that most of us want to continue living. We all want to just, you know, be able to, you know, love, laugh and go about our days. Now, you know, everybody's convinced that they're going to go back to normal and I hate to tell you but normal's gone forever. Um, this entire thing has been, you know, played in a way where normal will never, ever exist ever again. So, um, we need to start, you know, creating our, our own scenarios and, you know, making sure that we can cultivate these great relationships with or without the assistance or help of, you know, somebody else. So, uh, I think it's largely up to us to fix these problems and and find the people that are struggling and ask all of your friends to make sure that they're reaching out to all their family members and make sure that everybody's mentally sound we all need each other more than ever right now the you know social distancing and the physical isolation and the quarantining and everything just means that you need to be by yourself and you shouldn't be around people you know in any way shape or form so Let's uh let's all be a little more let's all be a little more considerate to those that are going through these things and provide them with the help that they need. I mean, after all, we're all in this together. We're all on this giant rock, you know, spinning in the the middle of space, and we're all in this together. We need to stop looking at each other and saying that you know this person just can't handle being with themselves or whatever you think about it. It's just not the way it is. A lot of times there's a deeper issue that, you know, should be discussed and we should be providing support to those people. And I, while I understand that, you know, everybody's busy and dealing with their own things, there's, you can always help a fellow person out. There's absolutely no reason that you, you know, you couldn't just simply check in on somebody and just say, you know, hey, how have you been? You know, has everything been okay? Is there anything you'd like to talk about? Anything you'd like to do? I mean, we need to support each other now more than ever, guys. So let's all keep that in mind. Um... I just want to make sure that everybody is is really really making sure that they are very aware of what is happening. Uh, it's very important now more than ever, especially with this whole isolation thing intact. So let's all be sure to just take care of each other to make sure that uh, you know your fellow human is okay, and let's all just continue to fight this battle side by side together because that's the only way this works. Take care, guys. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. You can reach me on Instagram at fr33domfr0ntline. That's Freedom Frontline on Instagram. You can also reach me at Freedom Frontline on Telegram. I'll be happy to handle all of your inquiries there as well. Till next time, this is the Freedom Frontline podcast.